Time now for The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Thayard, a realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. From probate sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance, this is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for the Real Estate Connection, Stephen Thayard. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the Real Estate Connection podcast with your podcast host, Stephen Thayard. That's right. You're on, we're live, and we're going for it today. Welcome, welcome. I am your host, again, Stephen Thayard. I am a real estate broker here in Northern California, California DRE number 01700019. And I want to give you a round of applause for joining me today. All right. Welcome. Welcome to the show. All right. Uh, let's jump right on in. Have you been hearing the stories about the real estate market? Low inventory all over the country? The cost of lumber going through the roof? Sellers receiving 5, 10, 15, 20 offers on their home? Sales prices going through the roof in California? Buyers getting frustrated from losing the bidding wars? Does all this sound familiar to where we were at in 2005, right? Somebody answer me that question. So, this begs the question, are we in another real estate bubble? In today's podcast, we are going to talk about and walk through if it is true or not and what may be coming in the next few months and into the next year. All right, so hold on to your seats. We're gonna get this party started. All right, now, if you're new to the show and you don't wanna miss another episode, one, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, thumbs up, and subscribe. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. It really helps me out. Really helps me out with my numbers. And if you're on Facebook and you're enjoying this content, hit the like and share or even start a watch party because this information is absolute solid gold today. That's right. Absolute solid gold. All right. I, I digress. Let's get rid of that. Anyway, um, we're going to delve into the world of... Uh, of, of whether or not we're in a bubble. And again, uh, if you if you don't want to miss another episode and you're not on Facebook um, or you're not on YouTube, you can send me an email right now at info at realestateconnectionradio.com. That's I-N-F-O at realestateconnectionradio.com with your name and your email address, and I'll be happy to sign you up, sign you up for the podcast distribution list. But we're going to jump right on in. Don't miss another episode. All right. So... Are we in another real estate bubble? The market is scorching hot. I mean, can you hear it? I mean, it is on fire. Um, but are we in a real estate mark? Are we in a real estate bubble? 
So let's look at what caused the last bubble and see if those metrics or matrices line up with our current market. You know, I write show notes for the show and then I read these notes and I'm like, metrices, what's that? Anyway, get it together, Stephen. You'll be all right. All right. Okay. So do the same metrics exist as they did last time we were in a real estate bubble? All right. So what is similar in this market that existed way back in 2005? So number one, demand was high. There was a high demand for homes and that exists today. There are more buyers than there are sellers in today's market. So that's one similar aspect in today's market that are all, that was also back in 2005. So what's another similar aspect of uh, last the last bubble and what we're seeing today? Inventory was due, was low due to so many houses selling so quickly. So even back then in 2008, as we're seeing in 2021, when a house hits the market, it's gone. Like within seven, eight days, it's off the market, moved into pending status, and usually closes escrow within the next 21 to 30 days. Also, what's similar? We had more buyers in the market who could qualify, who could not afford to purchase homes before. So way back in 2005, the same thing happened. Um, all of a sudden, there was an environment where people that were normally on the outside of the market, all of a sudden were able to qualify for getting into the real estate market and that increased the amount of the buyers out there. So the buying pool expanded. Inventory did not go up with that increase in buying pool like we're seeing now. So that's another similar thing that's happening as far as 2005's bubble to today's bubble. All right, prices were climbing faster than appraisers could keep up with. So, <clears throat> excuse me, got a horse, got a frog in my throat. Back in 2005, uh, the price appreciation was going up so fast that when an appraiser went out to look at the house, it had already gone up maybe 10, 15, 20 grand from the last closing just in a few weeks because of pressure uh, from buyers out there trying to outbid each other in order to get the next house. We're seeing the exact same thing happening in today's market. What else is similar to 2005? Bidding wars. We're seeing bidding wars. Now, this was also going on in 2017, but we're exponentially seeing that right now. Uh, recently had a house go on the market um, in Hollister, California. Uh, had an offer date set for a Tuesday. Uh, before Tuesday hit, there were already five offers in hand. And by the offer date at 12 noon on that day, there were an additional 13 offers that came in. So that's 18 offers on a single family home in Hollister, right? So bidding wars, people were uh, blind bidding for this house and it was driving the price way above um, where it probably would have been in a normal market, okay? All right, so all in buyers waiving all of their contingencies upfront with their offers being submitted. This is actually similar absolutely to where we were in 2005. So uh, if you're just catching the show, what we're talking about is, are we in a real estate bubble? And if so, right, we're walking through it to see if we are, are actually in a bubble like we were back in 2005. And right now I'm walking through what are the similarities of 2005 and what we see today in 2021. And one of those similarities is, 
all-in buyers waiving all of their contingencies up front with their offers being submitted. And what's also interesting is we're seeing buyers agents actually um, try to sweeten the deal by offering a part of their commission to the sellers in order to entice them into taking the offer. Now that commission is being used to cover the seller's closing costs, which absolutely increases the bottom line of uh, the uh, seller's uh, gross profit from the sale of their house. So we're also seeing buyer's agents up their game as far as rebating their commission, not to their buyers, but to the sellers in order for their buyer's offer to get accepted. That's new, actually, for 2021 that I did not see back in 2005. So all of these similarities do exist uh, in this market that were also in the previous housing market. But what's different this is what's going to differentiate whether or not we're in a real estate bubble today or not versus what we saw in 2005 so let's look at what's actually different number one we are in a pandemic so that did not go down in 2005 we were not in the middle of a pandemic all right this has never ever ever happened before on such a wide scale basis in the history of our nation, let alone the history of real estate. So this is the wild card in the determination as to whether or not we are in a real estate bubble. All right, more buyers are in the market that could not afford to buy, but for very different reasons. Okay, so there is a slight similarity, right? When the housing bubble hit in 2005, we had all these extra buyers that could all of a sudden qualify for buying a home that couldn't necessarily qualify before. And the same thing has happened now in 2020 and 2021, but it's for very different reasons. And these reasons absolutely do matter as to whether or not we're in a real estate bubble. All right, one, interest rates are extremely low. All right, back in 2005, I don't think we were seeing interest rates at 3% or under 3%, right? So there's a reason why buyers are in the marketplace that maybe couldn't afford to buy to buy a house in the past. When you had interest rates around 6%, 5%, the cost of borrowing money was higher. So when you went to buy a house, your payments were going to be higher because of your interest rates. Well, with interest rates being artificially kept low in order to stimulate the marketplace, at 3% interest, that's bringing in more buyers who are now qualified because of the lower payments that are associated with those interest rates. However, there's another piece that may not necessarily be caught out there. And that's that according, uh, according, all right, my brain is moving way faster than my mouth can keep up with. All right, reset. Okay, here we go. All right, so because of the pandemic, okay, more discretionary income is being kept in the home all right so along with lower interest rates you're not spending as much money as you used to because of the pandemic and the shutdowns so people are not spending their money on restaurants going out to bars and spending money at the bar going to concerts paying for those concert tickets uh the gas to get there 
uh, the pre-dinner, um, tailgating, whatever, all of that money is not going out the door. C uh, cruise ships, people are not vacationing on cruise ships, and it may sound silly, but that's an expense. The average cruise ship cost is somewhere between $3,500 to $5,000 um, for a couple to go on a cruise. And since the cruise industry and the cruise line has been shut down, all of that money is staying in the household. Amusement parks are shut down. You don't have a family of three heading out to Disneyland for the weekend where they're paying for round-trip air for three people, hotel, meals, entry into the park, and various souvenirs. All of that money is staying at home. Flying in general. People are not moving about in the nation as much as they used to, not playing for airline tickets. All right, so vacations to Europe. Even traditional social events such as weddings, funerals, birthday parties, and national holiday celebrations are not happening. And where does all that money go? It stays in the home and with lower interest rates, wealth is being saved a lot faster, which means there's more money for down payments, which means there's more money in the marketplace for people to go out and buy homes. So even though it's similar to 2005's bubble in that there are more qualified buyers or more buyers are now qualifying to be in the marketplace, it's for totally different reasons than we saw in 2005, okay? So additionally, really risky lending products are no longer available in the marketplace. So back in 2005, you had what we call stated income loans, where you basically walked into the lender's office and they asked you, how much money do you make? And you would say, I make X amount of dollars. And maybe with a wink and a nod, the lender would say, well, maybe you make a little bit more. Because at that time, you could just write down what your income was and it wasn't verified and you were qualified for a loan and you went out and bought a house, okay? Also, there's very little if any, zero money down loans, which means people have skin in the game. You absolutely have down payments out there uh, in order to purchase a home. And incomes and job histories are always verified in lending. So the lending process is extremely conservative now, extremely conservative. But, but does that mean that we're not hearing the sounds of a bubble, right? Is the balloon getting tight with air, right? Maybe so, maybe so. We have similar metrics, but they're for different reasons. Also on the lending side, it's not easy to obtain a home loan. You can ask anybody who's purchased a house recently and ask them what the process was like in order to get qualified and get that final uh, uh, money deposited into escrow to purchase a house, and they will tell you it's worse than getting a, a Department of Justice background check. It's absolutely horrendous. Uh, the underwriters check double check and quadruple check every piece of information that you provide and you have doc you have to have documentation to support it all right so buyers are very well vetted 
before a bank will lend money to them, which means they have the ability to make the payments on these loans because banks do not want to go through that foreclosure crisis all over again and have to take back all of these houses and then resell them. So now they're vetting borrowers heavily to make sure that they can afford the payments even when troubled times approach. Right, which means you have to substantiate uh, your sustainable income and prove it, and you must have a down payment most of the time. Now, more money or equity, because money equals equity, the more cash you put down, that's equity you have in your house, the more money or equity in homes, down payments uh, of 20% exists, 30%, 50%, or even all cash, which means this market is not made up of air. It's not made up of air. It's made up of real dollars, real cash. So that's the difference between 2005 and 2021. Okay, short commercial. If any of this is resonating with you and you have questions about whether the timing is right to sell your house or get into the market, give Stephen Thayard, your podcast real estate broker, a call at 408 472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. Let's discuss your particular situation and see whether or not the timing is right for you to take advantage of this hot, and I mean burning hot, seller's market. Okay, give me a call. And if you're a buyer and you're on the fence and you're wondering if it's good timing to jump into the deep end of the pool or not, give me a call as well. 408 472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. Or send me an email at info at realestateconnectionradio.com. So getting back to whether or not we're in a real estate bubble. The foundation of the housing market is built on more cash and thus more stable. Cash or equity equals a concrete foundation. When people have skin in the game, They're not just going to walk away from their homes or discount them easily, okay? All right, so with that being said, are we in a bubble and will it pop? So uh, the air is up there. It's stretching, but will it pop? All right, the answer is we are in an inflated market, but not a bubble subject to popping. Why do you ask? Well, if you put... $200,000 into a home, which is not unusual in the Bay Area, as a down payment, are you going to walk away from the home and let it go to foreclosure because of downward price pressure? And the answer is no. If you have $200,000 invested into a house and the housing prices start to dip, are you going to walk away from the house? No. You're not going to walk away from it because that's 200 grand in cash that you're going to throw away. Nobody does that. Now, if the housing market starts to slow down and buyers are not giving you offers way over your asking amount or maybe not even giving you what you want, are you going to discount the house so low that you're going to take a bath on it in order to just sell it? The answer again is no. Sellers will absolutely resist the downward price pressure that may show up in the future and either 
take a slight haircut because their circumstances are requiring them to move or if they don't have to ultimately they will pull their house off the market and ride it out because they're not going to walk away from two hundred thousand dollars in cash it's just not going to happen all right so there's way too much skin in the game for homeowners today to walk away from their cash investment. Now, what is more likely to happen is a gradual slowdown eventually for the following reasons. As the economy fully opens up, discretionary spending will increase and there will be less funds available for real estate. Let me repeat that. That's very important. As the economy fully opens up, discretionary spending will increase and there will be less funds available for real estate. And what do I mean by that? Well, when the bars start opening, people are going to go out. People miss going out. People miss hanging out with their friends and having a beer or two. So they're going to head to the bars. Restaurants are going to open. People are going to go out and celebrate again. You have Mother's Day coming up. You have Father's Day coming up. Um, you have weddings. You have birthdays. You have uh, uh, wedding anniversaries. You have girls' nights out. Girls' night out. You know, guys' night out. Right? All of these things that we couldn't do anymore. There's going to be a big rush to get back out and spend time with people again. And so that money that was sitting in your bank account, not being used for anything, is going to start to get spent. Sporting events cruise ships the cruise liners are already talking about opening back up weddings birthday parties and the unfortunate funeral and national holiday get-togethers this independence day july 4th 2021 will be the first one where we're back open and people will be out in parks uh going to maybe concerts other venues, getting together with family for barbecues, and money is going to be spent. The other thing that could slow this market down a little bit is buyers will leave the market from just sheer fatigue and weariness, right? How many times can you fall in love with a house, write an offer, have your expectations held up really high and have that come crashing down. There's a psychological aspect to losing homes that wears people down. So after a while, buyers will just naturally take a break. What else could slow the market down? An increase in inventory. So sellers may sense the slowing of the market and all of them rush at the same time to get their homes listed because of FOMO. And we all know what FOMO is, fear of missing out, right? As sellers have fear of missing out on capitalizing in on their equity and those high prices, you may see a rush to the marketplace, an increase in, in inventory, along with buyers pulling back from buyer fatigue, which could stop this meteoric climb heading straight up and flatten it out and plateau it. That's more likely to happen than a real estate bubble, all right? Because there's nothing to pop. You have a solid foundation of 20% down, 30% down, 50% down, and all cash purchases of homeowners for the last, 
I don't know, 10, 12 years that's supporting up this market, okay? People are not going to walk away from it. They're not going to let their house go to foreclosure. They're not going to drop the price ridiculously low just so that you can buy it for cheaper. If they can't get their price, they'll pull their house off the market and wait. That's the psychology of anyone who's invested heavily in an item who's going, who's looking to sell it. If it was a car, a motorcycle, even if it was a, a custom piece of artwork that you spent 15 years developing, there's blood, sweat, and tears, and your emotions tied up into it, and so you're not just going to give it away. So, to sum it all up, are we in a real estate bubble? I don't think so. Are we in inflated? Are we in an inflated market? Absolutely. Inventory's low. We have a lot more people who want to buy something than those items that are available, which are driving prices up. Will it slow down? Absolutely. Nothing lasts forever. We all know that. Given that the economy is going to be opening up, discretionary income is going to start moving out of the households into other areas. People will be saving less. Buyers will get eventually tired of losing out on bidding wars. Sellers will more than likely sense that there's a slight slowdown and for fear of missing out or FOMO, they will all rush to put their houses on the market. And I don't mean all in the sense of everybody. I mean all in that those who have been on the fence who needed a trigger to get them moving, this may be the trigger to get them on the market which should mean that inventory will go up a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, and with buyers pulling back, that should flatten us out a little bit. So what is the takeaway? If you are a seller, get in this wave now before the market starts to cool. Call me today, Stephen Thayard, your podcast real estate broker, 408 472 408 472 0817. I am your podcast broker. Let's talk about your specific situation and get you into the stream of commerce as soon as possible so you can take advantage of this before the ship starts to turn because once it starts turning, you ain't bringing it back. All right. It'll be, um, I don't know how long before we see this type of scenario happen again. If you're a buyer, be patient. If you see something and you really like it, go for it. Try to pull your emotions out of it. And then if you're not winning, there is hope. As the economy opens up, buyers will remove themselves from the marketplace naturally just because they can't resist the temptation of spending money and going out and having fun. And they'll have less down payment and that may just pull people out which means less competition for you. Give me a call. Let's talk about your specific strategy and what you need to get done in your life as far as real estate is concerned. Call me at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. And let's talk about the next chapter of your life. Absolutely. All right. So I will leave you with this because we're in a time of turmoil and things are con are in a f constant state of change, and we're always we're we're all in this uh, now waiting for the next shoe to drop type of environment. So I'm going to leave you with this, Joshua one nine, have I not commanded you? 
Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So with that, this is Stephen Thayard, your podcast broker, real estate broker in Northern California, signing off. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. A round of applause for you. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless the United States of America. Peace be with you. And we will see you next week on another episode of The Real Estate Connection. This has been The Real Estate Connection with Realtor and Certified Probate and Real Estate Specialist Stephen Thayard. Licensed Cal BRE number 01700019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at realestateconnectionradio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection.